saying no cost them $135,000 and so much more. We're working to get it all back. I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. Do you want to make sure you don't miss a single episode, a single one of these conversations? It's easy. Just go to firstlibertylive.com and click on the subscribe button. We'll send you a reminder every time a new episode comes out. It's free and it's easy. Again, just click on subscribe there. We are asking the Supreme Court to consider the case of Aaron and Melissa Klein. And before we get to the legal implications of their case, I just wanted you to get a chance to meet them. Melissa loves creating custom cakes. She loves serving people even more. Of course I want to do my baked goods and cupcakes and cakes and all the sweets. A place where anybody can come and sit down and, you know, feel welcomed. And I want to get to know everybody. <laughs> but 10 years ago, a cake they could not make brought Aaron and Melissa Klein's thriving family business to a painful end. We were asked to do a same-sex wedding cake, and we politely declined to do so because of our faith. We try to live by the Bible. We try to live by God's Word, do everything that it says in it. And in this situation, marriage has always been between a man and a woman for us. Now the customers went elsewhere and got their cake. And that should have been the end of the story. But a hostile state agency set out to destroy Aaron and Melissa's business. It was super shocking to be hit with a $135,000 damage award. There was nothing more frustrating than watching a state government operate in the way in which Oregon operates, and that is the government becomes untouchable, the government becomes um, all-powerful. Activists saw what the state did and took it even further. Like we had people protest us, we had people boycotting us, we had um, people out there just saying horrible things, getting horrible emails. Something like 6,400 emails, just nasty emails. People writing messages on our vehicle. People threatening us to hoping our kids die, to hoping that we ourselves die. And then my v vendors started boycotting me, which absolutely crushed me. We had kids that we pulled out of school and started homeschooling. We sheltered them a bit more from some of the stuff that goes on in the world. I would have to just reach out to God and say, okay, you gotta like give me a shield or something because I can't, I can't take this. We are looking for a full victory for Aaron and Melissa Klein at the United States Supreme Court. First Liberty Institute stepped in to help the Kleins. Well, the Kleins are such genuine, wonderful people. Their faith and their courage and their strength really comes out whenever you meet them. And so we're really fighting for them and for everyone like them to be able to live with integrity, to work with integrity, to not be forced to violate your religious beliefs. For the sake of their family, Aaron and Melissa escaped Oregon to start a new life in Montana while the case continues. We just needed to be in a place that valued freedom. I trust the Lord so much more now than I ever did back then. God's in control. God's got this.
Stephanie Taub is senior counsel with us here at First Liberty Institute. Uh, she has been working closely with Aaron and Melissa. You saw her in the video we just did. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Stuart. Thanks for having me on. I want to get all the legal stuff from you now so we have a better understanding of, of where it's going, what's at stake, and what happens next. The first question is real simple. Why should Aaron and Melissa win at the U.S. Supreme Court? Well, it, it is really simple. No one should be forced to send a message that goes against their beliefs. And that's exactly what happened with Aaron and Melissa Klein here. And even more than that here, they faced anti-religious bigotry, anti-religious bias in the, pro in the proceedings. And so here, we're really fighting that they will get a full and fair victory before the United States Supreme Court. It is not an understatement to say that state officials were mean to them. <laughs> that that is it's definitely is definitely true. The the Oregon courts found that the Oregon agency that was responsible for prosecuting their case for um, essentially acted as judge, jury, and prosecutor in their case that this agency was biased against their religious beliefs in how they handled it and they violated Aaron and Melissa's constitutional rights. And this that what you just mentioned was the second time around on this case because it had already gone through the Oregon system. We took it up to the Supreme Court. They said we're going to send this back to Oregon to handle this and they gave them directions how to do it. And what you're saying is they did not handle it well but they also didn't fix it, right? Yeah, so what happened is the United States Supreme Court sent it back to the Oregon courts and told them, Oregon courts, take a look at this case. Was it actually a fair proceeding or was there anti-religious bias that infected it? Right. And so the court found that there was anti-religious bias and that was the right, the right finding. But instead, that should have been the end of the case. So instead of ending the case there, they sent the case back to the very same biased agency for essentially a redo. Now, part of this is, and people may have seen the headlines about it, they originally fined $135,000, and because of what you just pointed out they said they found, they reduced that to a mere $30,000, which is still a significant chunk of change for the clients. What's the problem with that, with the $30,000? So any amount is too much. Any amount is a violation of the client's First Amendment rights. The government cannot tell you what messages you have to send or place a fine on that speech. And that's exactly what's going on here. So the Oregon courts deprived them of a hearing and just simply reduced the amount and hoped that the case would go away. And that's not what's happening. We are appealing this case to the United States Supreme Court. And, and I, I like to point out to people when we talk about this that if that's allowed to stand, if that $30,000 fine stays in place, we've essentially negotiated negotiated the price for saying no. So you say no to a cake, it's 30000 You say no to photographs, 30000 You say no to a website that runs against your religious beliefs, another 30000 And that adds up to some pretty serious money real fast. Absolutely. And when you're talking about these small family-owned businesses, they can't survive if this threat is hanging over your head. So fortunately, the Supreme Court is taking up another case that's very similar that could have an impact on Aaron and Melissa Klein's case. Um, it's the 303 Creative case by our friends over at ADF. Yeah, 303, of course, the area code for a large part of Colorado, specifically <laughs> Denver. What's that one about? So it is a wedding website case that focuses on a wedding web designer who doesn't want to create these wedding websites that celebrate same-sex marriages. 
Now, here's, and when I share the story of Aaron and Melissa with people, uh, one thing they often say is, well, that was already handled with that cake baker in Denver, right? And then we've also got that case coming up. Uh, that points out, it highlights a question that was not answered when Jack Phillips got a result at the Supreme Court, represented by our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. What was left standing after that decision was made that we're trying to fix? Right, so the Masterpiece Cake Shop case it didn't address the core free speech question of whether you really have a right to, to free speech or whether the government can compel a speech in this particular context when you're yeah. talking about the wedding industry. And so the 303 creative case will will decide that. Hopefully our um, Aaron and Melissa's clients case will decide that as well. Um, but here, the Masterpiece Cake Shop, it did have an important holding. It held that these state agencies have to be impartial, they have to be fair, they can't be biased against your religious beliefs in how they go about their proceedings. But the free speech question, they left that for another day. Yeah. Uh, what would victory for the clients look like? Well, victory would look like a constitutional win for that fine, whether it's 135000 or 30000 to go away. Yeah. It will be a vindication of, of their rights and of all rights of Americans to have free speech and religious liberty. Now this is a process, and we, we filed the, I love saying this, the writ of certiorari, because that sounds so smart when I say it. But, but that begins a process. Give us a sense of what happens next, what's ahead for, for this to be heard by the Supreme Court. Absolutely, so the Supreme Court takes only about one or two percent of cases that come before it. Um, the percentage of religious liberty cases might be slightly higher than that. It takes four votes of the nine justices in order to take the case, and then it takes five votes to win. And they don't take very many. That's right, only one to two percent. Yeah, and thousands are filed every year. So it, it's a big deal if they select this case to hear, and we sure hope they do. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Anything else you'd like to share before I let you go? Well, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you to all the supporters. Um, please go to firstliberty.org to learn more about this case. Aaron and Melissa have been fighting for almost 10 years at this point, and that is 10 years too long. Stephanie Taub, always great chatting with you. Thank you. Hey, and thank you for, for being part of this effort. The clients have gotten a top-notch legal representation for a decade, thanks to people just like you who support the work here. They will never get a bill for all the attorney work that has gone into this, and we're only able to do that because of the gifts of kind-hearted people like you who care about this, that, that it resonates with you, and you want to see something done about this in the real world. So if you would, please consider donating to the work of First Liberty. Just go to firstlibertylive.com, look for the big red donate button. Thank you from all of us in advance. First Liberty is the last line of defense and the greatest hope for victory.